Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison. As always, joined by my co-hosts, Mike McGoy and Chris Epps. What up, fellas? What up, what up, what up? What's up? How you doing? Man, finally tested negative for COVID. Um, But I'm still low-key sick. I got a cough drop in my mouth right now. And, um, you know, bouncing back. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it, man. How y'all Jeez, been? COVID got you down, bitch. This is like <laughs> week three, week four. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. It's damn near week three. Yeah, it yeah. was it was two Saturdays ago. So yeah, I'm on I'm on day like thirteen right now. How you feeling? I mean, I feel all right. Last night I actually felt kind of crazy, which was wild. My stomach was fucked up, my chest was fucked up, and I had just tested negative. So I don't know. It was, was kind of wild. 
But uh, you know, we yeah. we realized the test. Yeah, the testing you know. system is not. You know, everything is cracked up to be. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, some people caught flack actually for saying we should stop testing because it really doesn't help anything. Right. That was, that was yeah. a that was a conversation at one point. It was. Yeah. I, I feel them now. Uh, I don't know. Hey, I, a lot of these good. tests are fugazi. A lot of these medical tests are fugazi in the first place. Yeah. Shit, I'm not going to yeah. get into. Well, well happy you bounced back, man. I, yeah. I had it too, actually. Uh, I was down. I was down two weeks ago, three weeks ago, actually, for about a, about a week. Yeah. Um, this one, because I, I, this is probably my second time now having it. Yeah. This one was, uh, I had way more congestion. The congestion is crazy, bro. The congestion is crazy. Yeah, that's that's really what I'm dealing with right now. Bruh. And it's like, you really can't even, like, sleep with your young because you, man, you're probably snoring like a motherfucker. Like bro. a motherfucker, bro. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I can't really, you know, and it's like. You tr- you begging to get that sleep because you can't really fall asleep yeah. like how you want to. Yeah. So I sleep from like three thirty to eight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or some weird right. shit like. So you yeah. sleep on your side because you might. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm on your own flim. No, I'm sleep. I'm definitely sleeping on my side. But yeah, man. Yeah. Um, glad to hear you bounce back as well, Mike. Our other Mike, Jeez. he had it as well. Um, so yeah, you know we don't make- want to make this the COVID podcast, but. It's real, y'all, and it's the the wave is waving right now. Like hey, it feels like it. Look at the charts. It reminds me of uh, twenty was that twenty twenty March. Yeah, so so it's interesting in that regards in terms of the market, um, because because the market's sick. The market is sick as fuck. The market is the market is congested right now. <laughs> man, the market Jeez. needs some Mucinex, some Robitussin, man. and some motion. The market and, and needs they're, they're, hey, act. Hey. The market needs some act. <laughs> the, the Fed is trying. You know, they went yeah. ahead and raised the interest rate seventy bips. Yeah, I got they leaked that shit too. They like leaked it. So, so explain what that means, Mike. The seventy basis points is basically seven seventy fifths of a hundred, or seventy five out of a hundred. So basically, like. If 100% is obviously the full amount, 70 bips is just, how do I say this? It's, it's fucking, it's not, it's not a percentage. It's not a full 1%. Right. It's three quarters of a percent. Of 1%. No, I got it. Which is the benchmark, but then, you know, that actually pushed up mortgage rates almost two to 3%. Right. And then now, I mean, auto loans, bro. Like, man, listen, bro, this shit is wicked. If I were in the market right now for my Porsche that I I got last year, I wouldn't buy it. Well, I had to buy a car. I actually just bought a car this week. (laughs) And and appreciating asset. Nice. Well, I mean, I got a Prius, bro. So that asset is actually Actually. about as as appreciated as it can get. Um, Right now. The old priests are back out. I've seen them. You know how like there's a lot of families with their third car, and that's like yeah. their old one from like two yeah. years ago. Yeah, I no. see those old green faded yeah. priests everywhere yeah. recently. They're back Mine out. Mine ain't faded. Mine is the brand new paint, like forty thousand miles. So it's uh it's pretty good as far as priests go. But yeah. that that uh yeah that financing, 
Yeah, they hit me for upside the head for that financing. That percentage. Yeah. Man, that uh, the APR. Man. And I'm yeah. saying, like, I, I literally wouldn't get my car right now. Because that yeah. shit would have been, like, over the, the amount where I'd have felt comfortable. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I'm happy sometimes, I did what I did. Sometimes you just got to flex on them, you know? <laughs> or cash out. Sometimes <laughs> nah, you cash out. Sometimes you got to cash out. No, nah, but it's funny, you, you know, like... No, nah, I wasn't a flex at all, but it's just funny because, uh, you know, like with the market down and all of this happening and me having to make that purchase right now was like, this couldn't have come at a worse time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like I didn't want to have to make that decision, you know, but yeah. it's just that I also read an interesting article this week um, about what pushed me to make that decision because I had been riding around um, Uber for a long time. But there was an article basically saying, like, you know, what I have been experiencing, which is all of these companies, these big tech companies like Uber, Airbnb, they started out uh, Netflix losing money. Right. Like, but they had they did it to gain uh, users. So yep. that's like the, the new tech model is all of these companies, you know, they they go in the hole for the first couple of years to build their user, their consumer base. And then they, you know raise the rates hike up the prices to what they should be and then they already got you hooked they already got their millions and millions of, of users so you know that's basically what's been happening to millennials in terms of uber and airbnb as well but uber is obviously way more widely used you know when we first was using uber it was three four dollars eight dollars eleven dollars now you can't get into uber for less than 15 20 dollars you know what i'm sure. saying which is what the prices of taxis used to cost, you know, basically yeah. it's like what taxis cost. So, you know, it's no longer affordable or it doesn't make sense financially for me, or I think most millennials to ride in an Uber as your method of transportation anymore mm -hmm. as something that's cost effective. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you're thinking about, you know, if you have to go to work every day and, you know, you have to use uber back and forth it's you're basically paying the same as you would pay for a car note but you don't get to go anywhere so yeah yeah that was me that was me too actually you know what i mean like about a year and a half ago or right before covid i was still walking to the office half a yeah. mile away um i would take an uber probably three times a week sometimes you know what i mean and it's yeah. like i watched that go from four dollars to seven dollars to nine to eleven dollars that's yeah. like damn to go half a mile yep yeah same for me when i was working at the studio down the street like it was the same shit i was yeah just ubering forever up until this last year yeah so it's, so it's interesting these these tech companies in this um economy you know and not just the tech companies the oil companies as well you know exxon Mobil is making a killing right now with gas heis, gas gas prices being hiked up to five dollars a gallon, you know, plus everywhere. Five. Yeah, yeah five. Five. Where, where is you, that deal? Where you <laughs> yeah. Well, they're putting water in this shit. They have, they're putting Cairo in the gas. Right. The gas station, dude, for sure. And it's seven dollars an ounce a line. <laughs> so so with that, um, there was another interesting article that I read this week um about uh, one of these tech companies. So the company that I have, uh, that has, I've been soured on the most 
you know, so I started off by talking about Uber and, you know, and my experience with that and the, the company that I started liking two years ago, and you know, I want to make sure we relate this back to crypto was Coinbase. And now I am exclusively a fuck Coinbase nigga. It's fuck Coinbase. I'll never use Coinbase again. Um, that, if that, I if hey, I see Brian Armstrong, I might slap him in the hey, face. I, I would have <laughs> that fool is buff, a little bit buff. I don't know if you can slap him in the face. I should and, and, and just walk away. I don't know. We might just have to catch a head up face. So Brian, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you hear you this, on. you know what I'm saying? I I, I need that fade. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he cashed out him and another uh, CEO or one of their high level executives cashed out for $1.2 billion um, worth of stock in the last six months since the company went public. Yeah. Um, they started trading initially at $321. The company now trades at about $63 or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. This is in the span of little over a year, 14 months since they've gone public. It was April of uh, 2021. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what to say. How do you take a billion dollars out of your company when it's lost uh, 75% of its worth? And so in addition to that, I mean, you know, as the market has been tanking, I guess we'll get to that as well with this story. Um, You know, part of their business model initially was, oh, we're not listing shit coins and they didn't want to list Dogecoin (laughs) and all of this. And now they have so many shit coins and bullshit altcoins on their fucking uh, site. It's ridiculous. And so, yeah, all of it is going to zero um over the well, past all right okay all right jason is mad everyone i'm sorry sounds like our boy peter over here no hold bar it's it's a very fucking interesting thing i don't feel any animosity about the selling of coin to be honest mm-hmm. because i think it, i i i think because it feels like a DeFi type move to me like you got to make liquidity some way and he has a bunch more shares right he can only sell a certain amount because he's mm-hmm. vested technically like everyone else is like in these situations right uh now the fact that he's done it like he's done it over over the year there's shit like that that's kind of like all right he's not a you know an asshole and just dumping on everyone um and also coinbase is down what five percent of it down five percent of its worth you said and that's only if they were to sell it. I didn't say five percent. I said it's like seventy-five percent. They were oh, trading at. Th- they were trading at three hundred. No, I mean their holdings. Their holdings. Oh, that I don't know. You'd have to look at oh, the financials. I thought you were talking about that. Yeah, you'd I, have to I, look at their books. That, I guess, technically, they're down. Like, they're down. But, I mean, it, in four years, hopefully, the thing is, is like it, that. This down is literally a, a fucking you know a paper cut, like. If I mean, what but, we, but, what we but, are but what do you, for. but okay. So I guess my question to you guys is what do you think the truth of the market is? Do you think that what happened like, and we can kind of lump Netflix in, we can it's kind of lump, that we need. kind of lump Netflix and a bunch of other stuff in there, you know, DraftKings and uh, all that in there Wait, as well. 
all of this stuff that blew up during the pandemic because people didn't have anywhere to go. People were getting free money from the government. So crypto, Netflix, et cetera, et cetera, is all filling the, the squeeze right now. And, you know, obviously that extends to the food industry, the farming industry, you know, all the industries. So I don't want to just say, it's, oh, it's big tech. Like it's not. But what do you guys think is the is the long term effects of the pandemic, I guess, on the market? I think it's been a, a great way to see how things can expand. And now there's also shows that there's a bunch of trash and things that we don't need or a lot of frivolous stuff or you know, derivatives or reiterations of things that we don't need in the crypto and in tech. And it's the culling of that. Like you're getting rid of a bunch of abscesses, which needs to happen, especially in crypto. We need regulations. People are like asking me about regulations for like the last few days. Like, should I be worried? Hear people talking about it. And literally that's what we need for all those shit coins on Coinbase to not come up and for people to be able to actually like to buy something that's useful because they're going to buy whatever Coinbase is going to list because that's where the public goes to. They're going to buy whatever Elon is going to tell them because uh, that's what the public listens to. And Mike, listen Mike to what do you think? There. I wanted to, to, to finish, hit him to kind of finish that thought. Like it's, it's, we, need, we need this. Bro. Like This is what's supposed to happen, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to say. Right. Well, yes, I agree. But I kind of see it a little differently. Yes, this is needed to happen. But also for every action, there's a reaction, right? And so we've seen very easy money policies really since 08, where we've given all these evaluations to all these tech companies based off of future possible earnings. Mm -hmm. Five years, 10 years to the future. We're trading stocks today based off of potential profits five and 10 years out from now right what tesla can do in in 10 years but not just tesla i yeah. mean snapchat right the perfect example actually um anyway yeah so th there's 10 15 20 of these companies that had these exuberant uh valuations evaluations based off of nothing right right and so at, so to watch these evaluations come back down to some level of normalcy, um, it's kind of like poetic justice yeah. on one end. At the other end, this is gonna cause a lot of pain for a lot of people who were invested um, in those companies. And I wanna give you guys something actually that came from our marketing department. The average IRA size right now of the clients who are investing in the precious metals industry has ballooned over the last five years it used to be the average around 70 through 80,000. The average IRA now that we're coming across is 180,000 to $300,000. Average. Average. Mm. And this was all accumulated by them in the last five through seven years. Yeah. Mm. So, so now, explain, explain what the what a Roth IRA is. Well, I mean, it's just a retirement account done by the, 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 uh, the, the government that basically allows you to set aside some funds for after you start working later on. Yeah. The Roth is taxed up front. Yeah. And you can, so you can add post-tax dollars to it and kind of put it away and not have to worry about being taxed later. A traditional, you put pre-tax dollars in 
and Uncle Sam comes for his later on. So what what made it balloon in this wave over other times? All that stimulus going into the stock market, because right. that's ultimately where it ended up. Yeah. Whether we would like to say it, it got to the stock market via the Fendi store, the Gucci store, the Louis store, the Benz dealership, right. you know, whatever, it still somehow ended up in the stock back market. on Wall Street, right? right. And mm -hmm. so because of that, that ballooned the value of everyone's retirement account up based off of that. Mm -hmm. But now, as of this week, actually, um, we've officially given back all gains that were accumulated within the last three years of the stock market. Mm. That's a nice round trip. A nice, <laughs> nice round trip. And the beauty of this thing, not, not I don't want to say beauty, because that's kind of speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> bear of Barrington, people. Yeah. Hey, the Bear of Barrington. I am loving this shit. Oh, man, <laughs> the party's just getting started, too, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, chill, chill, chill. I swear to God. I, I just met our uncle just now. They said tech can still crumble another 25%. I believe it. And yeah. guess what's been following tech stocks the last year and a half? Crypto. Yeah. Bitcoin and ETH. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. No, we and, we, all, uh, and if you pull the charts up, we're talking about almost one to one. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. correlation is like 95% over the last year and a half. Yep. Yeah. So we can really kind of start trading bid and ETH kind of like a, a tech stock. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. That's who's involved. And that's, that's where the money comes from. Right. So, yeah. A, yeah. A commodity tech stock, hopefully soon. This is that the commodity factors still i feel like the commodity uh, characteristics still yeah but yeah, it's not cemented as one yet um did you guys hear about this lawsuit that somebody filed against elon for, uh, for 250 billion dollars it's not the gonna work i'm here for the rug, yeah. you said the rug suit the rug suit yeah <laughs> <laughs> who will waste their time on that that's just i have crazy. no idea dude Man. it's i'm not surprised yeah. How uh, much is Doge down? Doge is worth I'm surprised that Doge. I said this to myself earlier today. I'm surprised that Doge is still worth as much as it is. It's five cents right now, which it's I a think clone of it's a clone of which, Bitcoin. Which I so, think is which I think is a lot for Dogecoin. <laughs> I don't is. think it's worth five cents, honestly. I don't think so either. <laughs> but we were still buying it and trading it when it was at 75. So I was never buying Dogecoin. I traded you were it. Trading it. I never bought it. To go up. <laughs> yeah. Not to I go mean, down. Trade is kind of buying it. But you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you owned it. I I didn't own it. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I was trading it. Oh no, it wasn't I, his I, keys. Yeah, it wasn't my keys. <laughs> i couldn't have sent you i there at no point could i have ever sent you any dogecoin well actually i sent jamal some but i, uh, bought, it <laughs> <laughs> I bought it for him though that was never my i never owned it personally okay well it's uh, on chain that you've owned it now so now we all know right uh, yeah. yeah i i think that shit is you know pretty uh funny i could see it happening not surprised i just think it's sad that people are actually trying to do that because he did not press your he did not press the button on your phone or computer to make you buy it right you know it's yeah i mean didn't, he, he didn't even talk about buying it all he did was say that he wants to do stuff with it yeah and, to be honest and dose to the moon yeah like that's all he did like he didn't advertise you to go buy it there was people getting scammed on youtube 
right. with those, you know, deep fake things or like just edited videos. Hey, did you see that deep fake of him, the Asian dude that was like a deep fake of him? The deep fake Asian <laughs> Elon? Yeah, 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 that's crazy. I've seen a few actually. Yeah. It's a couple of deep fake Elons out there. That's yeah. wild, man. That's pretty wild. Man, speaking of wild things, I'm looking at right now actually the new Arizona tall can price. Has increased. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's I not. Swear to God. No, I, no. I think this is real. I, I, this looks like it could be real, but you know what? Hey, it could be Photoshop. Yeah. Who I knows? Think, I think you're being fooled by the internet. I don't know. Apparently, they've increased the pricing to a dollar twenty nine now. No, that's that, cr- that's real inflation right there. That is how you know. <laughs> the basis points are going up. Yeah, that's, that's the last American staple right there. That's man. the last American nah, we got the Costco. staple. The Costco hot dog. Yeah, the Costco hot dog for Bucks. <laughs> oh. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. Butcher Box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at ButcherBox.com slash Dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Hey, so it's funny. I have to admit, you know, I mean, obviously we're always wrong when it comes to the market. Um, There should be a segment dedicated to us being wrong in the market. But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> me <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> um but i was talking about bitcoin being a stable coin because it wasn't going under thirty thousand <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and Eesh. uh yeah boy was i wrong about that bitcoin went to twenty thousand, and um yeah it's going to 11 bro it's, it's going, going to 11 oh, where's oh, the- oh my God, i've been it. saying this the whole time rewinding no now that i've heard that 11. same price point 11 12 like five times in the last three days now i know it's like all right it's go- it might go to 15 17 yeah. for like 30 seconds yeah, yeah jamal yeah. said jamal said 13 he said 18 then 13. all right all right so it's going <laughs> to 18 18 for like 30 seconds oh uh 15. like intraday yeah, what yeah, it, yeah, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be a nice market maker wick. It's gonna be just a little, little, you know, bees dick wick. So what about a, know, what about man. ETH? ETH ETH under a thousand? Yeah, I don't give price points for ETH uh, because it's just so elastic, bro. That shit just yeah. goes wherever. 
and it's used it's still it's got way more of a you know way many much more sorry i'm losing it many more variables to consider like the fucking merge thing the staked eth fiasco that happened because of celsius and the whole celsius mm. dying which we didn't get to talk to that's the newest Terra. oh yeah yeah but, that should be, that should have been our big topic so, yeah I but mean, wait, 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 wait. But wait chris what happened with the stake eth so there's a you can stake eth you know the stake eth for the eth2 which is called steeth or steeth yeah ST or uh, beacon eth or whatever uh you can you know it's illiquid but there's you know a bunch of DJs and DeFi people who wanted to get some yield off of that, and so like Ave and some other protocols made it so that you can oh and Celsius made it so you can use your ETH two staked ETH to get yield. So one of the reasons why the ETH price has been crashing so crazily in general, it feels like it's been pretty pretty volatile more than usual for a crash. Uh, is because people had to unwind that staked ETH loans that they were using and get their, you know, make sure they don't get um, liquidated. And in the process, same with you know, Celsius and Aave, both had a bunch of staked ETH and they're connected and DeFi, everyone's all connected. So this whole Celsius, which everyone, I think a lot of people might've heard of, it's an app, which is a CFI, decentralized, decentralized finance, CFI, DeFi. I mean, uh, let me explain Celsius real quick. You Celsius, can get loans off of it. It's yeah, like yeah, but let me things. explain it in layman's yeah. terms real quick. So Celsius is a app or a website uh, that you can use to basically you take a loan out on your Bitcoin or other coin. So if you have ten thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin, you place it on this website. Um, they hold it, and you can take out. Uh, $5,000 or uh, usually around 50% of whatever it is, whatever the value of your token is um, in cash uh, immediately. And then you can pay it back uh, whenever you want. Um, but as the value of your asset decreases, so if you have uh, 10,000 worth of Bitcoin at uh, $30,000, once Bitcoin reaches $20,000, your $10,000 worth of Bitcoin is no longer worth $10,000. Um, you have to pay back uh, your loan once the loan to value ratio reaches a certain amount. And so basically it is a um, another form of gambling, another form of leverage and another form of gambling. Um, it's a lower form of leverage. It's not 10x it's basically a 2x leverage is what you're doing um and so yeah a lot of people with a lot of money use celsius and i used nexo and i got burnt by nexo uh because when the market crashes they want you to pay the loan back immediately if you don't they sell your bitcoin or you whatever you you get liquidated basically you get liquidated from what you um oh. are are loaning out so imagine if you had a house and you uh, refinanced your house, this is basically the same principle of refinancing or pulling a loan out on a property or something that you own. But um, yeah, imagine if that thing, the value of it crashed and then they sold it immediately and you didn't have a chance to uh, purchase it back. Yeah. And so with the you know ETH price crashing and all this DeFi stuff, tangled into each other with different apps 
uh, Ave is connected to Celsius because they both have state, you know, like Celsius having to unwind people in Celsius having to unwind those loans of staked ETH affects the other parts of the market that use staked ETH like Ave or whoever else. And so it's like a cascading uh, shitstorm of, you know, people having to sell their product, which makes the price go down lower, which makes liquidation prices get closer and closer. And same with the leverage stuff. It's just everything's over levered technically, which is a problem with most of these markets in general, most markets in general. There's a lot of leverage and stuff, even up to commodities uh, or even up to like uh, fucking corn and shit like that. Like, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's just uh, the, the, so the company there, itself was actually over leveraged. They're over leveraged and a lot of other funds were into them that were also into Terra, like three A's, like three arrows capital, something of uh, fun that uh, I used to kind of yeah. look at. Yeah. Zeus, Zeus, Sue. Is a uh, is he yeah. is is he a Chinese? Uh, I think he's Taiwanese. Okay, um, investor with uh, three arrows capital. Uh, he's a very popular guy on the on the internet. Um, I followed him. Uh, Chris followed him. Chris, you said I you... was a big proponent of him. Yeah, uh, I used to I used to like listen to his calls. Yeah, uh, but he has a big mouth. And he's a little bit, yeah, it, he, he fucked up in general because he was a big Terra guy, a big Solana guy, a big AVAX guy. Uh, he, he made like the This narrative. guy just loves winners. He loves, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was upset about the ETH prices, ETH gas prices being too high when he's, you know, playing with his millions and billions of dollars and selling on people and dumping on people. He didn't like that he had to pay fees. So he started touting these other chains and other protocols that aren't always as good as people say and believe, but the gas is cheaper. So, you know, you can go play with, you know, cheap gas and you can put cheap gas in your car. You look what happens. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> That's something I've learned. That's something I've always believed. And I try to like, try to be impartial and check out this stuff. But again, this is the calling I'm talking about. This is the stuff that kind of has to happen. Yeah. And then in the bear market, everything kind of like, you know, thins out and the people who stay and build and mostly will be on Ethereum and there'll be new stuff again. Uh, you know, those. Well, it seems like a lot of these guys are very cocky up until the very end, right? Until they get caught. Yeah. They have this same similar quality, which is, you know, very much like a salesman quality or a shysty quality or however you want to look at it. Um, I, would, I wouldn't say that. I would say they have more of a personality of a small business owner that struck success. And it's, you know, you can't tell me anything. I've accomplished this. I've gotten this far. I know more than you about this. And it's yeah. like, okay, until you don't, right? Yeah. And we're starting to really see these guys come out of the woodworks now because they got, you know, egg on their face now, looking yeah. goofy. And it was all good just a week ago. You know what I mean? When the yeah. evaluations were in the B's. We're looking at houses in Malibu, trying to get next to your boy Sam. And it's like, you know, yeah, all that, yeah, all that's great for sure. Until then, like, damn, I thought I was the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Until I'm not. Until you're not. And, and yeah, but unfortunately for these guys, you know, or yeah, for these guys, they didn't take into consideration market cycles. And that's the part that bothers me is like the people who were writing code or drafting products 
that were what only designed to go one direction how realistic is that right yeah. in any market right there's going to be some type of volatility but that shouldn't shake you off your post because you're so highly leveraged up so this is on them and i have no remorse again i'm fucking laughing because this is what they get hopefully they learn from that and you know yeah. they fucking cry. they they wipe their tears away with their millions so what I'm so so on that note it seems like and i'm just interested to see hear your perspective it seems like richard hart may be the next domino to fall um hex prices in the tank um you know the pulse bag is still loading and i mean he's spending money he's he's keeping a good face he's still you know doing his videos online he's still responding to everybody on twitter um but again it's all good until it's not and i'm not there's a few people that i follow mike alfred is one of them um who predicted the celsius uh decline for months and he's now started to predict that the hex you know to zero um okay but even to that point even if so hex started off i don't want to say less than zero but less than a penny right so even if we went to a penny i mean it's still it would be in profit okay so like significant profit actually so how do you how do you view his richard's business practices versus some of these other characters. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, yeah. Solana, so it's leading, its next competitor would be Solana. If you're looking at network and how it, it operates and Hex compared to Solana, I mean, Hex has never gone down. Like the, I mean, not price wise. I mean, it's going down. The, no, <laughs> the, the network, the important oh, right. part right. has never gone down. Uh-huh. We've now had what, nine outages on, on Solana at this point right. now? Right. Right, which now is starting to affect the price of it substantially because it continues to go down. So, I mean, I really believe that uh, that he is trying to weather this bear market before mm-hmm. dropping it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that, actually. I'm not yeah. mad at that at all. And the fact that, again, he hasn't gone underground. He's still posting, still tweeting. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, if you're looking to scam somebody, this is like probably the best way not to do it. Or, I mean, you can look at it the opposite way. You can say it's the, it is the best way to do it. How? When you're still, listen, he's too, he is too visible at this point now. People know what he looked like on every continent. You but can't that, go anywhere. But that's kind of the point that I'm making about these other guys. You know, uh, Doquan, Zusu, all of these guys, everybody kind of has followed that same pattern where they get loud they're in the public view you know this happens in the nft space as well and then they get you know whatever the 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 event is that wipes them out or you know shows the the fallacy of what they're doing happens and then you know they turn into who they really are or whatever other side of the character they are when things aren't going well so i'm just saying it's not that him showing face does not absolve him of any issues that he may be dealing with. 
I think that we're trying to put issues on someone that we don't even know if they even have issues with their network. We're just looking at straight price performance. And right. our price performance is actually right in line with the rest of the market, down 85, yeah. 90%. Okay, yeah, so, you, so, you, so, you don't, so you don't think that he's going he's, he's gonna to experience the same type of issues that these other guys have experienced? Not like that. I don't think so. Not like, not like. Yeah, it's just era. a question. I'm not, cause I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, know, yeah. you know, like, I don't know until this stuff hits the net. I don't know these inner workings, the smart contracts, this, and that. Yep. you know, like I only know when it hits the net and it's all going bad and everybody knows. I so I'm just curious, Hex like, what on, do you guys think I about think his because, likelihood? I think because Hex is on Ethereum, it's, it's not going to have like a crazy loan liquidation issue, which is all these other things are doing. Like they're, Taking yeah. stuff from one chain to another and loaning it out and then um, like all wound up and crazy shit. Yeah, right. And I guess that's my other question was like, Isn't why that, do you why do you think he's not having the same he's not having the same experience, you know, as he's as, not doing that. He's not right. doing that that crazy stuff. Yeah, yet. and that was like, that could happen to any protocol. I think that's doing like Olympus and all the other DeFi stuff that we were talking about and into a year ago, most DeFi stuff, mm -hmm. they all basically have this issue it's liquidation it's over leverage right technically it's all leverage it just depends on how much leverage you're using and then the market isn't going to go up forever and people forget about it like mike's been said like mike said like it's it's that's the issue with the hex i believe it's just stuff that's vaulted up and on a time it's like time contract is different than you you know getting fronted for your bitcoin or eth right uh, and i so i think i think his business model protected him and he's smarter than the other guys in terms of like the way he structured things because the the concept of the sacrifice, you know, and all of that versus using the ICO. Yeah, using people's money yeah. to create leverage. And then yeah, when the market tanks, then you know, you gotta rob Peter to pay Paul. Um yeah. well, if so, I'm hearing you correctly, the reason why his product is not tanking is because he didn't do all the things that the other people did who are tanking. Right. Yeah. No, and that's right? that's that's why we had the conversation to kind of get yeah. clarity on, on what yeah. the differences are. Um yeah. he, he, and, he actually tweeted something, followed... something that you said that you said a lot. Uh he tweeted, I don't know if you saw the liquors lady and ladies in leverage. He tweeted that. <laughs> He, he he didn't make that up that's a, Not, that's yeah. one of those just classic wall street things but yeah yeah, yeah like it and and one thing that i do appreciate is he has that understanding of actually mm -hmm. being in sales being in financial sales so yeah. there's an understanding of certain you know parameters of what to do and what not to do yeah right and as again a 15 year 16 year financial professional myself like i i could identify what he's doing and trying to maneuver around certain things. It's like, damn, I actually appreciate that. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. But as of right now, I mean, I'm still confident in Post and the other project, actually. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, what, what are your guys feeling on the on the market? you know the markets i guess i should say uh moving forward through the summer you know with uh jerome making his uh raising <laughs> raising rates and um you know them trying to make the stock market bounce back 
Uh, Trying to make it busting, busting for real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by raising rates, you're not trying to make the stock market go back, you know, or it's, it's going back down. Well, so what do you think they're accomplishing by doing that? They want us to stop spending money. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, like that's like that, bro. At core, like when you study your series seven, the first thing they tell you, it's like they use the Fed uses the interest rates like a spigot mm-hmm. for the economy. Right. And so they tighten the spigot when they want us to spend less yeah. and they want less water to come out. Right. They open the spigot when they want to flood the market with as much, you know, water as possible. Yeah. And so right now they're just tightening the spigot. There was an article on CNBC actually two days ago that I sent to my girl it was like uh, millionaires are, are choosing uh, or millionaire millennials. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Are delaying home, car, home and car purchases. Yeah. Right. Due to inflation. No, that's not inflation. It's due to rising interest rates. Right. So just for short math here, car that I, you know, my car was the, the initial rate was like 1250, 1230. Um, right now, the same car, I would be paying almost 15, 1600 for. Right. Okay. Right. And that's yeah. like, that's like a whole, like, nah, you know, it's a whole yeah. extra three or four hundred. Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, yeah. I can actually probably hold off on that. Yeah. Um, the same thing for we're looking at, at, at you know, homes to to move into right now. And it's like, man, you're so they say the average home in America is four hundred thousand. Um, mm-hmm. from January first to today, mm-hmm. um, the initial payment has raised from roughly around two thousand. To currently twenty seven, twenty eight hundred dollars yeah. per four hundred thousand. Yeah. So you multiply that three and four times, which is the home prices in in Los Angeles or the surrounding you know suburbs. Right. And now house notes have gone from five grand to like now almost seventy five hundred for the mm. same house. Yeah. You would just rather rent it for forty five hundred. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's not just me thinking this way. Anyone with, with a fucking half a decent brain is like, hey, yeah, you know, I'd rather just rent this same house for five grand opposed to buying it for seventy eight hundred, including taxes and all the rest of this shit per yeah. month. So th- this is what the Fed does to dissuade people like us from purchasing. They raise the interest rates, make money more unaffordable. Yeah. Make make the assets more unaffordable. Make borrowing money, I guess is what you mean. Make more, money, right? yeah. Yeah, make yeah, make, yeah, make yeah, borrowing money, money more affordable. affordable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makes sense. Well, um, save your money, people. Uh, yeah, do what Elon does and just don't buy, <laughs> don't live anywhere, just be in a nomad bum. <laughs> right, yeah. He does, right? He just lives in different places and rents out a room or some shit. <laughs> I, I I appreciate his perspective on real estate because I'm one that kind of has one similar, which is like you really never own it. Um, yeah. You're constantly paying taxes on it, even if you don't, even if you have paid the the the, the bill on it. So yeah. you really actually kind of never really own it. Um, and he was just like, man, I could just rent shit for the rest of my life and actually save money, actually save money. Yeah. And rent fly yeah, shit too, if you want every two years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm Jason Madison.
for Mike McGoy and Chris Epps. We'll holler at y'all next week. Y'all be safe out there. Don't get COVID. Save your money. And just watch it back. Stay above water. Jeez. Take profits. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.